Welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, Max. Happy Monday. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. Hello. I'm having a miserable Monday. Oh, this no. is in the past, but I'm just like, oh, in the future, I can guarantee. you know you're miserable today? Okay. I can guarantee that I'm miserable and whenever this is going to air. So uh, that's that's the kind of wow, accuracy we strive for. That's right. <laughs> it's a dark world right now. It's a dark world. It's a dark world. I wonder if the midterm elections have already happened. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. I don't know when this is going to air. So anyway, <laughs> please vote. Or yes, please vote. Please have voted. That's, thank you for saying that. Yes. Please vote. Please, please, please vote. This, In fact, this is going to be our last episode before the midterms. <laughs> please so yes, vote. please vote. You have a civic duty. It Hopefully is extremely no important to both of us. No one's assassinated. Hopefully no one has assassinated yes. the good people yet. No. Also, um. <laughs> I, I, we can make political endorsements. I don't care. <laughs> cool. Vote for Democrats. <laughs> Yeah, Please. I don't know. We don't have that good of elections here. Like yep. we have a very boring um, thing here yep. where we are. But and we don't get to send Mitch McConnell packing this time. Would, That's twenty twenty. Can you can you vote for Beto O'Rourke? He's the mom. Yes, if you're listening to this in Texas, vote for Beto O'Rourke. Yes, or I don't know what the because, alternative because is. Because Ted Cruz looks like a human genital ward. <laughs> well, you know what? He didn't get <laughs> he didn't get the justice for all those Zodiac killings he did. So this is going to be. That's right. <laughs> I love propagating that rumor. Like, I'm not into people like saying things like that, but that is just a fun one. And I don't think we should let it go. It is a fun one. It is a very fun falsehood. But anyway, Danielle, what are we talking about, about today? today? We are talking about ESG. Yes. Uh, which you hadn't heard of ESG. I had never heard of ESG I, somehow. It's weird. Uh, my girlfriend had heard of them. I was, yeah, I, I, they're like you know, a when super, I, yeah, because I started cool. listening to them and it's I'm, cool I'm texting thing. her like, babe, you got you're going to be into this. You got to, she's like, oh, yes, gee, I love them. It is a very cool people thing. I didn't realize that when I first got into it, because then I probably would have hated it had I known. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. So whenever I got into it, people would be like, oh yeah, ESG. And I was like, oh, it's a cool thing. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. It's, I would never have known that, but cool people like it. Yes. It's like a big, uh. Um, and so to explain, I know we usually like you like to point out, you know, what the albums people release and kind of give you a bit of a chronology here. It's but with, with ESG, it's kind of all over the place. So <laughs> like, I think they did a bunch of EPs and they we're, we're going to talk about a bunch of their songs. But just know that um, basically all the songs we're going to talk about today, um, you can find on a CD compilation that just came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a UK only thing, um, but it's called like da- Dance dance with esg or dance yeah, the very best out, of esg or something it had like come that, out but. a little bit before i like had discovered them so it was very easy to listen to their stuff yes. at first. and then when we, i started researching for this podcast i was like oh this is not easy to put into albums so, so just, anyway just wanted to put that yeah. out there before we get into this yes. and you're gonna love um, the music so here we so, go let's hope so anyway this is this was like a weird little family from the bronx it's kind of a family group again accidentally um some sisters the scroggin sisters renee valerie deborah and marie and their friend Tito. Oh, okay. Which I fucking love. Their friend Tito. Their friend Tito. Who had some drums. So <laughs> they like, apparently their mom gave them like a bunch of instruments for like Christmas or something. And were like, hey, do this so you don't get into drugs and have a bad life on the streets. And they were like, okay. And then they formed ESG, which stands for Emerald, Sapphire, and Gold. There you go. Which sounds cool until you realize that Emerald and Sapphire are just two of their birthstones. But then gold is for gold certification, like a record, like a oh. gold record. Yeah, you think it's jewelry and you're like, Bleh. but then you're like, oh, yeah, gold oh, record. Oh, they want a gold yeah. record. Which I don't think they ever did. Okay. I'm pretty sure they never got a gold record. Yet. Well, they could, I guess. Yet. But they're still around. But even then, but it's still, this time, it's very hard to get a gold record because nobody buys your shit. I'm just saying, Ryan Murphy <laughs> put Kirstie Alley back on TV again two years ago. Anything's possible. Mm, Kirstie Alley's an icon, if you ask me. Anyway, so... 
it's kind of like they were just performing in clubs, I think, and they got discovered by this guy who had a little indie label. Yeah, like, the, with this the ninety nine guy. What was it called? Yeah, it was well, it was like ninety nine, but I don't know if it was ninety nine at the time. It like switched names, I think, at right. one point. And a lot of the reason why these out records were disjointed and released was because they like went under and then they came back as another name and it was just like disjointed. But they also were discovered by a guy who worked for Factory Records. And yes. there was this I was reading about it, there was this deal where Factory was able to release their stuff and this other this ninety nine label was able to release their stuff. Yeah, I think one of them went under and it was Really weird, and I can't figure out. But how it works. Factory Records, if you don't know, was a huge indie label in the early '80s. So this is like Joy Division, New Order. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. Factory Records was a really big deal for for um, these artists who kind of crossed over from being indie to having a wider audience. Yes, and even then, back then, ESG did not have a huge audience. They weren't. They were like really kind of like an underground New York thing, mm-hmm. but they were really influential in like hip hop circles. Yes. Which makes a lot of sense when you hear this music. It does. And indeed. that's how it kind of lives on and kind of became, you know, the, one of these things that just people knew in very cool circles. And that still exists today, even though they've released some stuff since then. We're not talking about the newer stuff because it's <laughs> just, it's fine. Yes, we're going to talk like about the influential stuff. stuff. So anyway, let's get to the music. Yes. Because there is some fantastic music we have to talk you about. You do like it? I was wondering yes. if you like it. How yes, could you not I did. I was, I was super into not? this. How could you not? It's just like so fun. Um, first one we'll talk about is dance, which like the thing I love about ESG, and this will cover about every single song, is how simple it is. It's so simple. Yeah, it does I'll, sound like people who just got some instruments and they're just barely playing them. A lot of the works. songs are really short too. Yes, which uh, I was kind of surprised by. Yep. Yeah. Some of uh, some of these songs aren't even three minutes long. Exactly. And like lyrically, the lyrics are not complicated. They are very simple. Some they're often just very repetitive, <laughs> not important, but it's perfect. And it's all about beat and bass. Like it's about the rhythm and the bass. And it's that perfect, it's what hip-hop would be in the beginning, which is how they became so influential. It's so perfect. Yes, indeed. Um, this I found this song to be very bossa nova. It's it like, is. It's very, like, late 60s. That's and I, I, I hear that influence in I hear that influence in many of their songs. Um, yeah, just, this is very, like, kind of hippie era. Okay, you make no sense. I just love because I I sit around my house all the time, and if I'm like talking to something, I'll make a song out of it. Like so, like <laughs> sometimes I like to like burst into song for things. So like if I'm like arguing with my dumb boyfriend, I would say something like "You make no sense," and I like make a whole thing. So that's what I feel like this song is because yes. it's kind of. I think a lot of their songs seem to be that like way. It just, it just ima- I can just imagine someone just like walking down the street and like there's like a beat going, and then you're like, okay, I'm just gonna make up some quick lyrics. You make no sense. <laughs> and I love it. This song is very it. no wave. You it know, is. like it's, it's it very kind of Romeo Void esque. It is. I love it though. It's just so simple and perfect. So moody. 
parentheses, spaced out, which is just, like, a lot of these songs all kind of sound the same. Like, it's kind of the same beat and kind of the same groove, and, like, maybe something's a little switched up. But we got weird space noises on this one, and I can't help but love that in the early 80s, just simplified production of little space noises, and I can't I can't help but love it. This one does stand out. Um, this yeah. is actually, as far as I could tell, the only time they ever charted on Billboard. Um, this was this a no- charted? This did. It charted on the U.S. dance chart at number 40. Oh. Um, and it, uh, I did some more research on this one because this was a really influential track in house music. Mm-hmm. Um, as we'll discuss a bit more later on, their stuff um, it was really big for sampling. Yes. And this one in particular was sampled by a lot of house music artists, which makes perfect sense when you hear it. Mm-hmm. This next song is perfect. It is a perfect song. And this is the first song I ever heard from them. And that made me wow. think this was the first time I, it was played in an episode of Eastbound and Down. Oh. And I heard it and I was like, it just kind of stuck with me. And I was like, who the hell is that? And that's who I, you know, my love for you. I'm sorry, I forgot to say the thing. My love for you. It was in an Eastbound and Down episode. And I was like, who is this? And that's what got me into DSG. And I love this song. It is cute and it is poppy. And it's it is poppy. simple still. Like it's to me it's like it's a pop hit if it were released in the right way. But what I found just... very interesting about this one is that the lyrics are talking about being confused, right? And how like if you're finding if you you're finding that you have new feelings for someone, that it can make you feel really confused and disjointed. And the structure of the song matches that. Yes. The song kind of goes all over the mm-hmm. place as they're boy. And so they they mirrored that feeling with the structure of the yeah. song, and I thought that was super cool. It's cool. After this stuff is released, and at this point, it's like this is all on some EPs and some, you know, there's like some stopgap stuff, and I can't figure out where things are. But they come out with some album in like 1991 called ESG that I think is mostly just a compilation of that. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the stuff was stuff that they did in the 80s, but just wasn't released until 1991. This is one of them that I don't think this is clearly done in the 80s, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But that didn't come out. It wasn't released until this 1991 version. Um, and it's called Erase You, um, this song. And this is the most hip-hop, blatantly, that they will ever get. Okay. It's, like, super, like, old, like, J.J. Fad to me. It and is. I love it. It, 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 <laughs> is, it. it has the attitude of late exactly. 80s hip-hop, kind of that real Roxanne, even, like, Climax, salt and pepper mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's got that attitude. Yes. And um, I think it's as influential as they are and as connected as they are with some of their stuff. This is the most you'll see that they were actually interacting with it as well. There's this really cool like melody motif throughout the song. And I was trying to figure out um, if it was a distortion guitar or maybe a synth. Because at first when it came, I was like, okay, well, that's an interesting because you don't really like there's not a lot of prominent guitar in their music. It's, yeah. it's a lot of drums and bass. But 
then toward the end, I thought, well, maybe that's a synthesizer. And I'll be honest, I still, I have no idea. I, I still couldn't tell. Either. And there's like some stuff out here that is a little synthy, but I can't tell if it really is synths because they don't have very prominent synth on anything. Maybe they're little space no. noises sometimes. Yeah, the, the space noises. That's, but I, yeah, I can't tell sometimes what they're doing on it. But yeah, I really, I just really love this song. It's fun. And I, the lyric, flush you like my toilet, will stay with me for a very long time. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? Yeah, in a good way. This next song, New Day, is very different. Yeah, it is very different. Because it's a new day. I thought that this this was kind of gothy. It is a little bit. Like, it's it's not like a slow jam, but it's as slow jam as ESG is it's, ever going to Yeah, get. it's slow for them, I yes. mean, it's just like a completely different beat. It's just totally structured differently. It's a little bit gothy. I can't, I can't put that. It's hard to put ESG in a box. Which yeah, it is. Which is what I think is so why they last so long because you, mm-hmm. you can't put them in a box mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. even individual songs i can't put in a box mm-hmm. but i i can't tell if i like this one or not but it's different Okay, this is probably my second favorite of the whole ESG uh, thing. Hold Me Right, which I think was, this was first released in 91. Um, The simple lyrics, again, Mm -hmm. but that beat is different enough and just like, just totally perfectly hip hop. Yeah, it reminded me of big beat music. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know, this is like, to me, like, could have been a giant club banger. Yeah, and it's got it's got that sneaky little like plucked in guitar mm-hmm. sound that that again that's that's a great way to sneak guitar into a pop song. Yes, and make it into a riff. Like it still is very ESG, but it's very different from them. It's more poppy to me. Okay, this song is a lot like You Make No Sense. Um, I yes, can't tell yes, you what to is. do, which to me I have to put in because, again, I just like anything where it feels like you are in a situation or in an argument and you break into song with it. Yes, exactly. Yes, it is, like, it is one. one I can't tell you what to do. Right. It is one thought and they just run with it for two and a half minutes. <laughs> no, yes. It's just like so repetitive. And I don't know if that like is something that everybody could pull off, but ESG pulls it off so well. No, it's just it's know. just their thing. I think I think that it's their thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's so relatable. Like, as if you're just making up songs, if you walk around the house, this is literally what this is. Yes. And it's great. Ah, 
Now, this next one was originally recorded in 1981 and not officially, like, I mean, it was released on, like, EPs at right. some point and performed around and clearly made its way everywhere. It's called UFO. And it seems that this is probably their most well-known song and most influential Accidentally. song. Yes? Accidentally. Yes, I think. Um, I mean, this song is just, it's very simple. It's yeah, just so what's a nice, the deal? Is it just beat. it's just it's one of the most sampled songs in history. And which I think is interesting. Just, you told me that and I, I could not come up with any song I've heard that samples it. Well, it's like subtle. I think it's just a little bit of the beat and like some weird bass in it. Like it's uh, I looked at the list and most of it. It's a lot of early, like early 90s hip hop, like mm. the West Coast stuff. Look mm-hmm. at it. And then okay. like a biggie party and bullshit. Um, OK. And also and I can't even hear it. It's got to be so subtle. Apparently Return of the Mac. Interesting. I think it's just like there's like some weird little bass thing that pops up subtly. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah, I'm trying to hear it. And huh. I was like hoping somebody did a comparison, but it's yeah, it's just one of those, and it speaks to the ESG thing, how they got so big, because they were popping up in samples everywhere, and uh, in 1992 they had been sampled a ton already by this point, and they came out with we're not going to talk about these songs on it. But they came out with this EP. This, there's no song called this, but it's called, I gotta get the words right, Sample Credits Don't Pay the Bills. Yes. Which, I had that written down. Hallelujah. That is hilarious. That is the best title I've ever, I don't think they probably sold that much. That's why it's like, I feel like they probably aren't like. No, and say, you know, that was a big conversation in the early 90s. And mm-hmm. the, the song that really started that conversation more than anything was uh, MC Hammer's You Can't Touch This. Yeah, that is a point. Yeah. Because Rick James is listed as a songwriter on that. And then Ice Ice Baby, he did not list the songwriters of Under Pressure. So that that it was like kind of those two well, songs. We've all that, seen the interview. It is different. Yes. <laughs> those were, it was kind of those two songs that made that conversation happen. And it would have yeah. been right around that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just, I don't know. It's just so weird how that little song had made it into all these little things. Just little tiny elements. Because UFO isn't really that crazy of a song it's just like a pretty simple yeah you got your little spacey noises but it's yeah it's an interesting song it's interesting and it's just basic enough to where people can pop off that beat and bass line anytime and then suddenly you're not making money off of millions of credits i don't know how much they probably made off of that <laughs> i was thinking about it i don't know what it would be but clearly ain't paying the bills One last song that I just like in general that was like on some EP in like I think '87 um, called Bam Bam Jam. <laughs> yeah, I this love, was a good one. It's just a fun little groove. It's not complicated. Again, it's not the jammiest of jams by any means. And I have heard that bass line somewhere. And I sat listening to it. I, I listened sampled. to Bam Bam Jam. I probably listened to Bam Bam Jam probably four or five times in a row. <laughs> going, where have I heard this bass line? And I could not pull where I've heard this. Really? But I have heard it somewhere. So this is this is going to be a, a Twitter challenge. Did so I'm, we're going to roll this clip. But then if you figure out where you've heard this bass line, tweet check us the and website? let us know. Did you check the website where it says who sampled what? No. Oh, yeah. Who sampled? That's a good idea. Okay, while we're rolling the clip, I'm going to check and see if I can figure that out. 
Okay, so the only result on who sampled um, was it was sampled by the Propeller Heads in 1998, um, but not the only Propeller Heads song that I know. Hmm. Uh, the song was Spy Break by the Propeller Heads that samples uh, this ESG track. But uh, the one I know by them is called like, Take California, I think, something like that. It was from an iPod commercial. So interesting. interesting. So I don't know. I'm going to look okay. now that I get home. So, yeah, now you, that I'm going to. If you know if, where you've heard Bam Bam Jam, please let us know. Yeah. But I also have uh, so, yeah, a note on it, though. I love any song that promotes a jam. Yeah. Oh, yes. We need to promote jams yes. more. And also a YouTube comment that I enjoyed that I the, think is perfect for a lot the of original, their discography. The original ambassador of jams was <laughs> Technotronic. <laughs> Oh, wow. And you kid yeah. K, yes. Technotronic is, that came on the other day, and I was like <laughs> living for it. Um, also, there was a YouTube comment on Bam Bam Jam, the top one, and I never thought about this as being a perfect descriptor of ESG. Okay. It's like the Pixies high on funk. Okay, and it yes. it kind of is. Yes, yes, it does. It, it has that. What's so cool about ESG is that, like you said, they have this spirit of the common person, right? Yes. All the music is relatable. It's just like, here's this very simple idea that we're going to turn into this super energetic song. And suddenly it's like, I'm mad at my boyfriend. I'm mad at my boyfriend. Mad at my boyfriend. Mad at my boyfriend. So and then suddenly simple. you're dancing around and you're not mad at your boyfriend anymore. It's so simple. And so, so many people try to get that sound. And fail because they're trying to get the sound. It's like a lot of garage fails. But it's like it's so simple because it is simple. And they're not trying to do anything fancier. Like yes. it's just here is here is the bare bones. We like this beat. We like this bass. We we're gonna talk about how it doesn't make sense and we're done. And I think it's hard to pull that off because if you're trying, you can't. So ESG is still active, yes. They are, yes. They like came back after a while and they started they've put out a few albums and they're fine. I haven't listened to too much of them. <laughs> Like, they're okay. Um, I did know, find they are still active on Facebook. Um, yeah. They're at ESG the band. They, like, tour every once in a while. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the same members. Like, I think they got some other Scroggins in. Oh, okay. I don't know. Passing it on to the, the new generation of ESGers. Yeah, and it's like they got enough people, I guess. It's kind of like the Jets. They just, you know, yeah, I got out. you. It's like the lawn care this. And, and, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they still do tour and do... I wonder if they ever make money. I, I would think about it a lot. Because I think about that with, like, sample credits. And yes. Just, you know, they never sold that much to begin with. So I just wonder how that works. They probably got a lot with Eastbound and Down. That's probably the most money they made. Yeah, I bet you're Getting right. HBO. I didn't even think about that. Thing. I bet you're that right. That has to be the most money they've made. Well, thank you for introducing me to them because I'm very happy that I'm I, I that know about like them, them now. I feel like it's hard not to like them. So if you want to hear any of our old episodes, you can do so on our website, which is offbeattrackscast.com. Yes, and if you know what that baseline is so you can help Max out, yes. please treat us at Offbeat Tracks. And we'll be back very soon with another brand new episode and for go you. go vote. Yes, and go vote. Unless it's after election day. Most importantly, go vote. Vote now. Vote now.